0: Welcome! You're listening to a sermon podcast from Oak Hills Church in Folsom, California.
1: Just to give you an idea where we're at in our series that we've been in for a number of weeks now on the life and of King Solomon. We actually have one more week, that'll be next uh, Sunday. And some of you may know this, but we've been talking about Solomon, his wisdom on all these different topics. Unfortunately, Solomon did not finish all too well, and he ultimately ended up uh, losing wisdom, hitting a wall, uh, kind of coming to the end of himself His pride got in the way. And so next Sunday, we'll talk about the end of his story and how it ends and this idea of losing wisdom and how easily that can happen. Today, uh, obviously, we're talking about this idea of Proverbs of the people, this idea of Throughout the time, throughout this series, we've been encouraging you to be reading, uh, using our reading plan, reading through the book of Proverbs, reading through the book of Ecclesiastes, and paying attention to what God is saying to you in those verses so that today you can come and share one or two uh, with others at these microphones, which we'll get to in a moment. I want to come back to something I mentioned at the beginning with regard to what's happening when we get together. Part of what's happening when we come together is this idea of paying attention to God and paying attention to each other and thinking of ourselves as priests and pastors to each other. One of the reasons the room is arranged this way and will continue to be so is so that we begin to think not so much about looking up here for what we're going to get, but being together, seeing one another, worshiping God together, and being able to see each other as we do that, so that we can minister to one another, so that what we're singing in terms of declaring the praises of God is not so much coming forward or we're looking at the back of someone's head, though we still are in some ways, but we're singing that to each other by way of encouragement. Today, as we read scripture, that we're reading those scriptures, we're sharing what God has laid on our heart to one another in the belief that if he laid it on our heart, Potentially, it will be something that will minister to someone else as well. So these chairs are arranged this way. And again, as we're continuing to want to move in this direction of what does a gathering look like where we're ministering to one another? And today we'll be doing that by hopefully reading Proverbs from Proverbs or Ecclesiastes to one another. Whatever verse or verses uh, struck you as you went through this, I'll just tell you from my perspective, reading through Uh, Some of the chapters that we've read during this time of devotional reading. I found myself at times encouraged. I'll give you an example. In Proverbs chapter 14, uh, I came across verse 30 in whatever day that was. And it says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. And I found myself reading that on that particular day and recognizing both the desire for peace, that I have within me, and the way in which sometimes this idea of envy has a corrosive effect on my inner life. So I was encouraged by that. I've been convicted at times as I've read through some of this. A verse that I've shared with you many times because I've uh, done the opposite of it so many times, Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And I found myself when I read that again, feeling the sense of the wisdom of that verse, how true that is and how many times in my life I've seen a harsh word stir up anger. At times I've been curious by what I've read, kind of intrigued by what I've read. For example, Proverbs chapter 16 verse 31, gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness really curious about that. Not sure that's true in all of our cases, um, but that's been intriguing a little bit. I've also been troubled at times, bothered, disturbed, scratching my head, wondering, I can't connect the dots with this, and I'll just say it, and you can do with it what you want, but I'll tell you what's troubled me. If I were a woman reading through the book of Proverbs, I would be disturbed by some of the things that I read. I would be troubled. It felt at times like Solomon has an ax to grind against women. And there's some part of me that wants to reach back through the ages and say, dude, I got news for you. Your problem in terms of your lust and your sensuality is not her issue. It's your issue. Now that'd be audacious on my part, but I've had trouble sometimes connecting all that. How does that Work. This is scripture and what is happening there beyond just this kind of uh, straight up lay it out there. I mean, certainly the wisdom of scripture goes beyond what sometimes it appears Solomon is doing of blaming women for his uh, sexual and sensual issues. So at times it's been troubling all in all, it's been a stirring time that has required me to. Enter into it and engage with it and work at it a little bit in order to see and hear what God has been saying. So I want to give you a chance. We want to give you a chance. And this is pretty simple how this is going to work. The idea being that God speaks to us through his word. And so if during your time of reading, if he impressed on you a verse uh, or a couple of verses, Maybe he did that back to the beginning of this. Maybe he did that for you. And maybe he did that because you have something to share that somebody else in the room needs to hear. So the way it's going to work is in a second, I'm going to just invite anybody to go to either one of these microphones. I would discourage you from holding back, being embarrassed, being shy, waiting. Just feel free. Even if it means lining up, go ahead and line up or otherwise uh, Rush up there whenever you you want to. If you have a verse or two uh, or, you know, a small section, you can go up there. Here's what I would suggest, that you read the verse, tell us where it's from, read it, and then in a sentence or two, perhaps tell us why it was impressed upon you. What about that verse spoke to you? Again, just a sentence or two so that we can kind of get a sense of the context for it. You also might have several. And you don't, necessarily, you don't have to read them all at one time. So if you want to come and read one or two, go back and sit down, let others have a chance, and then cycle back up. The idea here is we have ample time, many minutes, to hear God's word read to each other and to say how it spoke to us. And the idea is that if it spoke to us, perhaps God will use it to speak to someone else. So I'm going to say a prayer. We're going to try to open ourselves to God's spirit And to hear his word. And then I'm just going to open it up. And you feel free to go whenever you want to. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the way in which your word opens us up. And it penetrates down into the deeper places within us. It speaks to details in our lives. and our thoughts. It speaks to the unique brokenness each of us carries. It speaks to the healing we so long to have, the hope that we have in you, the refuge that you are. And so we come into this time and we open ourselves and ask you to give us ears that can hear what you're saying, that we would come with humility to hear your word read and to receive it, and we invite your Holy Spirit to impress on us the words we need to hear, the truths we need to absorb. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Whenever you're ready, there's a microphone there. There's one there.
2: Good morning. Uh, my name's is Jason. Um, a couple of verses that have really stuck with me or, or you know, the, the term convicting is, is, is a good term to use. Um, Proverbs 4, verse 23, uh, guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life, and then um, if you go back to Proverbs three, uh, verses eleven and twelve, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when He corrects you, for the Lord corrects those He loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom He delights. Um, and this, you know, this this season of life generally and, and what we're facing on a, on a larger scale, but also just in my life, uh, young business, young family, we just moved. Um, it feels like there are so many um, areas of responsibility and just kind of pulls at me and um, it's easy. It, it, I find myself at first feeling like I've I found myself in an impossible position in one of the various places in my life where there are needs of me and I, I say it's easy to get into a pity place or a this isn't fair or something like that um, and when I'm reminded by uh, Proverbs 4.23 to guard my heart because um, everything comes out of there and then that the Lord disciplines those he loves it's, it's really been eye-opening to think in those situations like hey you just need to ask God, what he's asking you to do in this situation, just, he's calling you to obedience. He's not calling you to have the answer or to, um, you know, be, do these things in a way that feels super successful or like everything went the way you wanted it to, but just to be obedient, um, and just to have an openness to him. And that's been a big thing on my heart. So thanks, Jason.
0: Well, to piggyback off of Jason, I'm Emily, and uh, I was looking at the same verses. So I'm like, I have to come up and just affirm what Jason did. Um, But I was going to read 20 through 27. So chapter 4, 20 through 27. My son, pay attention to what I say and listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth, and keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet, and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left, but keep your foot from evil. And this one uh, sits with me just because I know that I need to um, stay on the trail. Like, I, I love to go hiking. A lot of my friends know this. And I'm constantly looking at my map or checking, am I still on the right trail? Because I don't want to get lost. And so I need to do that with God's word to make sure that my life is still on the trail. Good morning, my name is Judy and the first proverb is one of those looking in the mirror kinds of things. Proverbs seventeen twenty-eight: Even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent and discerning if he holds his tongue. Need to remember that. Um, then the other one is for all of us to share and be convicted by Proverbs fourteen thirty-three: You insult your maker when you exploit the powerless, when you're kind to the poor, you honor God.
3: Word Judy. Uh, Jerry, verse, but Proverbs 11.1 one says, The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. So that one was kind of easy to gloss over unless we start measuring out ounces of gold to buy groceries. Some would argue it's an early argument for Bitcoin. But... <laughs> I don't think anyone would argue that, actually. It's not that much of a stretch, right? <laughs> Moses was the first one to download data from yeah, the cloud Yeah, okay, we onto get this tablet. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so on, on this one, when I realized that he's, obviously he's not just talking about scales, right? He's talking about business transactions or fair exchange, and it's not just, I mean, he's actually paying attention to that, and if that's true then he's taking much more of an interest in the mundane details of our life than either I give him credit for or at least pay attention to. So I started thinking about what are these little you know, exchanges, fair exchanges? Food server goes out of their way to do a good job. We give them an extra tip. That's a fair exchange that gives delight to God. So in that context we have the opportunity every day to bring delight to God in these mundane instances of our lives, which creates a, I guess, a much more intimate relationship than I had thought of. Hmm. Good work. Uh,
0: My name's Layla. Uh, This is Proverbs chapter three, verses 21 down to 27. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They're like jewels on a necklace they keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble you can go to bed without fear and will lie down and sleep soundly you need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked for the lord is your security and then this next verse is my favorite proverb Um, it was kind of the motivation and the the guiding verse for an after-school enrichment and tutoring program we had for latino children do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them
4: And understanding. So, this really speaks to me because um, I'm far from becoming the man that I would like to be. And this seems very much kind of like a roadmap. Um, I want to be someone who is upright and has understanding to be able to share with others. And this kind of shares with me what is holding me back from. Um, searching for understanding with like such abandon that I'm actually crying aloud. What is it that um, is holding me back? What am I searching for? What am I putting ahead? Or what am I searching for more than the silver that is uh, hit, like, hidden? So it really just helps me take an honest look at myself and um, question what it is that uh, I'm prioritizing over this search, that the way I take it, is promised if you earnestly seek it.
5: My name's My name's Lisa, uh, and I too <clears throat> have struggled through Proverbs, the language of women as temptress, um, the uh, admonitions against wives who grumble. Um, but I was struck this last week by a verse from Ecclesiastes uh, five one. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they do wrong. And for me, this first struck me because it's the idea of posture before God about coming with the spirit of listening and being open to where the spirit of God is moving and to his teaching.
2: I'm Randy.
6: Okay, so this one... Kind of goes with all that's going on in this world right now, that hit me pretty hard was uh, Proverbs eighteen two fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in their in airing their own opinions. So through
3: everything that's going on,
6: you know, I, I aired too many.
3: But go back to the simple stuff. Somebody comes up to me the other day and says, "Man, it's a beautiful day." I go,
6: "Yeah, but we really need rain." my opinion again so Mm.
1: I'm a fool (laughs) did Tracy lead that clap
5: I had an interesting occasion and this is what um, recently that I've come to with it let love and faithfulness lover never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man trust in the lord with all your heart and not and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and shun evil this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones for me, this is be prepared and let the love of Jesus shine through me. I had a perfect stranger start talking to me about um, his walk with God and his life. And I definitely believe that if we trust in the Lord with all our hearts, he gives us the understanding.
7: i Zach, and I had uh, the same verse as Julia, verse chapter 3, verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Um, this verse kind of reminded me of Adam and Eve in the garden and how the fruit was desirable to their eyes, the fruit of knowledge. And it just kind of struck me because a lot of my life has been a pursuit of knowledge and wisdom. And I think uh, there's been a danger in that for me, um, not just that I become you know, wise in my own eyes, but that I use the wisdom for my own benefit um, and not for the love of others. Um, and so just, it's been a good reminder for me that um, that everything I do, I want to be in response to God's love for me and my love for my family and my love for this church, um, love for my enemies, And so I just, I ask that God would give us wisdom, not just for ourselves, but um, to do the things that he wants us to do. Um, Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Zach.
6: I thought about following Julia with the same passage, and then Zach came up with the same passage. And I have to say, Zach and Julia are both people who I have not spent an immense amount of time with, but they have said things to me off the cuff that have changed my life which I so appreciate, and so that made me think i got to come up and, and share from the same thing. Proverbs uh, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That's probably the first verse I ever memorized. Uh, it's a verse that I use more than any other. It's in my tool belt. It's the primary tool. I'm a head-based person, and this is, is and I realize I use it almost as a superpower. A lot of decisions to be made. I want to, I want to navigate life well. And this is God saying, I will help you beyond your understanding. So I hook into this really well. And I pay no attention to anything else in Proverbs 3. So in our readings, reading the rest of Proverbs 3, the, the two verses before that really jumped out at me. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And I realized I do not know how to do that. I can't. That's something I can't figure out. It it's primary. It's even more important than five and six, and my only choice is to let
1: God show me what that means. And I thought that was very beautiful. Thanks, Scott. It's a rather fascinating adventure that we have been on the last several weeks. Surprising, uh, at least to me, did not envision uh, such an obscure Old Testament character being a doorway into. This life in the kingdom that we have tried to prioritize around here for a long time. This idea of living out, as Jerry was saying, living out the reality of the kingdom of God in the details of our lives, of being present to him in the various situations that we're in, uh, and what does it look like to be a kingdom person, to have Christ formed in us in those contexts, and just listening to what everybody was reading and the way in which people are struggling with what it says in Proverbs, what it says in Ecclesiastes. It reminds me of this idea that we as his people are called to abide in him, to be present to him, to be near him and to be grafted into the life that he offers us under his leadership, under his reign in his kingdom. And in ways that are inexplicable, his scripture gives us guidance as we seek to live out that kingdom life in the details. So as we kind of wrap this up and once again, return and worship our King, I want to read from John chapter 15 and I'm going to read verses nine through 17. As we continue to reflect on these things, Jesus says, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you now remain in my love. Lord Jesus, we're grateful that you are a loving king, that you gave your life for us, you laid down your life for us, and you show us your way in this world through one another, through the encouragement of one another, and through the wisdom of your scripture. You show us your way through the chaos. You show us your way in the midst of out-of-control tension. You show us your way in the midst of an avalanche of opinions. You show us your way in the details of our business. You show us your way when it comes to trusting you with all of our heart and adorning ourselves with your love and faithfulness. We're grateful that we have hope and we have the gift of humility to be before you in brokenness and in humbleness with many questions, far more questions than answers, but with eyes turned toward you that we may walk in your ways and become the men and the women that you have called us to be. continue to pray for us individually that we would be people who would abide and yet I pray perhaps even more fervently for us as a congregation, a people, a community that we would be exceedingly different in every way <clears throat> from each other but deeply united together in the presence and in the power of Jesus I pray that you will keep us from needing to be like each other but rather that we might learn to celebrate the gift of our differences so that we can bring those differences and our opinions about those differences to the cross and to the table and lay them down and there find this powerful missional oneness you pray your church would have we pray that somehow through our relationships together even when they are hard even when there's conflict we pray that we will learn how to abide in you keep our eyes on you lean not on our own understanding but trust you And again, we pray fervently for humility, togetherness, other-centeredness, the letting go of our opinions. We pray that we would be able to love one another and to model and display the gentleness, the other-centeredness, the peace that only you can give to a world shaking and rattling, full of anger and intensity, that we might be an alternative community in this world and through our oneness display and proclaim the glory of your kingdom. We pray these things in Jesus' name.